is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey guys, it's Leash, and welcome to another episode of Car Confessions. I literally just hightailed it out of work. Um, I'm like so tired, you know? And I think it's, well, not think, I know it's because, taking my keys off my neck here, phew, honey, until tomorrow, keys, until tomorrow. But no, I think it, not think, I keep saying I think, I know it's because I've been working a lot, um, and I've not had, like, a day off, so, you know, like, that, that weighs on you, you know, so I'm like a little bushed and as soon as you know the time came I was like well it's been real guys deuces and so now I'm in the car just got myself put some lotion on my hands some chapstick on I'm feeling great feeling great um but it's so funny because I was thinking about all the things that I want to do things that I normally do that I don't have time for really anymore at this time because it's been so busy. And one of those things is actually listening to the books. So I have an Audible subscription. This is not a plug for Audible, let's just be clear. But I do have a subscription with Audible and I have so many books in my like library. I think I call it, it's like a library or a queue, right? And I start them and then I just have all these, you know, library uh, books. And it's so crazy because I was like, you know, I'm going to get back into reading these books or listening to them rather because, I mean, I did, you know, actually, I'm still paying for the subscription. Like, let's be serious. So, um, yeah. And on top of that, I love I love audiobooks. And I, I mean, I love reading, period. But because I just don't have, like, the time uh, to really do that, it's great to listen to them in the car and whatever else. But even with me doing that, it's just been, I just, I've just been so all over the place, right? Long, 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 long story short, I'm back to listening to my Audible books. And let me tell you something. I actually was, I this particular book, I can't even talk, I was actually told about this book. My niece, Micah, who was like balls, she shared with me um, this book, and it's called Drama Free, A Guide to Managing Unhealthy Family Re- Relationships. And the author is Nidra Glover Tawab. And y'all, I'm on chapter nine right now. Let me see how many chapters there actually are here. Um, yeah, these chapters go. It's chapter there's 17 chapters. I'm on chapter nine, and I actually finished chapter nine today. I was listening to it on my way into work because I had started it at one point. So you know, let me start this thing again because I don't really remember what the start of this chapter was about <clears throat> in terms of like just all the information that she shared and. Before I talk about chapter nine, because chapter nine is major to me, because there's so many things with chapter nine that I'm like, ooh, I am here for all of this information, and this is a message, quote unquote, word for leash. And so 
this particular book, the author is so amazing about how she presents the information. She's also the person that's reading the book on Audible. So it's like, oh, wow. It's like That's always cool. I always love when the author actually reads their book. But anyway... The way this book is set up, it is so informational, and I love when books are set up in that way, so you have the ability to take the information and do what you will. You know what I'm saying? Um, But chapter nine is entitled, Ending Relationships When Others Won't Change. (sighs) Y'all. Me even seeing that title alone was like, my God, today, like, this is intense, right? Because, like, when you're thinking about your family, right, I'm thinking about my family, I'm thinking about certain people in my family, um, where you, you know, you've tried to work through certain circumstances and situations with this person, you've tried to talk to them, you've tried whatever you've tried, right? Um, maybe someone has intervened on your behalf. Who knows? The point of it is there have been attempts to try to either reconcile, repair, or whatever that particular relationship. And for whatever reason, that person is not willing to change. <clears throat> and so that this chapter, she gives you like several scenarios of like what that could look like in your life. And... What I found that was so, like, that, like, really just kind of, like, struck me was one area where she talked about the idea of feeling judged, and I'm paraphrasing, like, she doesn't say this word for word, but basically, like, you're feeling judged and criticized by family members that know that you are not, um, how do I say this? Basically, like, you have made the decision to end that relationship in the way that it was before because this person is not serving you. Your mental health is at risk. Everything in terms of just who you are, you're having to, you know, compromise to make this person comfortable or whatever, or you're constantly being burned by this person. And no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you know, maybe they'll say, oh yeah, I'll change. But then out of nowhere, they're back to their old tactics. And it's like, okay, like I've done everything I can do I have to end this. And so when you share that with other family members or they realize that you're not coming around as much because this person's around, you know, dealing with the aftermath of that judgment and even the gaslighting that can be um, involved with this whole situation because I didn't realize in certain things, like the way she was breaking it down, certain things that she was saying, like in terms of, gaslighting. I was like, wow, I guess that is gaslighting. So like, if you're saying like, you know, I I can't, you know, be around this person anymore because they do this, this and this, and that, that doesn't serve me. And it doesn't make me feel good as a person. And so I have to remove myself from that person. And then the other person that you're sharing this with will say to you, well, it's not as bad as you think it is. Right. Or, you know, they're actually worse with this person. So consider yourself lucky. And it's like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a thing of like, I think people when they're doing that in in that sense of gaslighting, I don't know that many people know that they're truly gaslighting. I know that I have been, um, you know, guilty of doing that myself. Like, girl, it can't be that bad. Or, you know, listen, I've seen them in, in worse situations and, you know, listen, trust me, you're in a better position. It's like, you're basically 
diminishing that person's experience and their situation and, you know, whatever circumstance that they're going through to, you know, kind of lighten the load, right? Like you just don't want this heaviness because it feels uncomfortable. And it's like, really, for the person that is the gas lighter, that's trying to create this sense of comfort and not try to be a part of this difficult conversation, you're making it worse. Even though you think that you're making light of it or you're trying to just, you know, Oh, it'll be fine. Like It's like, you don't know that it's going to be fine. And that's another thing she talks about in chapter nine. It's like to tell someone, oh, it's going to be fine. It'll work out. You don't know that. Right. And so when you are that person on the end that has made that decision to cut off that relationship, but in a, you know, in a way that's like respectable and not a thing of like, well, you know, fuck you. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, listen, been there, done that with those situations myself, but in a way that, you know, you are protected and you're, you know, you're, you're actually trying to take care of yourself and you can't really, you know, put yourself in a position to be, um, I shouldn't say you shouldn't worry about that person, but in a way it's like, you can't worry about their feelings, right? Because it's your situation and your circumstance. And she shares too, in this particular chapter that more times than not, you have tried and tried and tried and to no avail, this person is still out here doing what they do. And if, and here's another thing about that. I know I'm like talking like 20 miles a minute, but like I was just so fired up and like excited to talk to you guys about this because this is something that I've been dealing with on and in various points of different relationships in my life. And what I have found in terms of ending certain relationships in the way of like truly engaging with this person um, in ways that. I would engage with someone else that I have a healthier family relationship with is I have done it in a way where it allows me to feel safe and I can't worry about, and I'm not worried about what that other person, how they feel about my choice. Um, And trust me, that was not an overnight you know, decision where I was just like, oh, I'm making this decision and it's happening and boom, 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 presto, here we are. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, completely, you know, out of the woods with this. It's something I grappled with back and forth for a long time. Um, not in, in, in all the situations where I've had to do that. Um, and really try to be mindful of the fact, you know, is this something that I could attempt to try to sever? I'm not sever. I tend to try to like, um, you know, rebuild or, you know, try to reconcile with this person or is this something I do need to sever, right? Uh, so it, it, like I said, it wasn't something that was overnight, but I have, I've had to do it. And so listening to this chapter and just really understanding how we deal with family dynamics it's based off of, you know, our experiences and it's not everybody's experience that's within that family structure. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like your experience could be different than my experience and vice versa. Right. And so for me to share with you, this is my experience as a family member. The hope is that you would validate 
what I'm experiencing, not that you have to take on my burden, but that you can support my decision and then not try to sway me or the other person, you know, not bringing some type of manipulation tactic where, you know, oh, let, let's just be happy ever after because we're family and blah, 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 right? And that's happened, you know, in situations that I've been in as well, where it's like, okay, you know what, we family and we need to get over this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah, ideally that would be great. But once again, we can only control ourselves. And I say that a lot. And that is even within our family structures. We can only control what we are doing. You know what I'm saying? We can only control what we are doing and how we show up in spaces and our reactions we are in control of that, right? I can't control what my, you know, cousin ha- has done or what my aunt has done or whoever else or my sisters or my brother. Like, I can't control those people, right? I can control myself in that situation. And what I can do is if I'm feeling like this circumstance isn't for me, and it's toxic to me, I have to find a way to remove myself. And so, like I said, this chapter, I'm going to spoil the whole chapter for you, but definitely take a listen to this book. And when you get to chapter nine, I'm telling you, it is so good because the the tactics that she offers in terms of how to manage this, how to speak to those people that are saying to you, you know, that are gaslighting you or saying things like blood is thicker than water, right? Or I would never end my relationship with my mother or my father or whoever, right? The language that she offers, it's so helpful. And even with that language, right? I was thinking about this. I was like, oof, that, like, it all sounds amazing. Right, like it sounds great, but at the same time, that delivery, like you actually delivering that message, that requires some some you know, some guts. It requires some strength and some people don't have that. And I you know, that's probably something that you would then have to follow through with like maybe like a therapist or someone to really help you and guide you through having that type of conversation. Because here's the thing, it's like, even though, you know, the author provides this amazing information and all the, on all these different, um, and these different ways to kind of like approach these conversations, it's the actual, you know, delivery and you mustering up the courage to deliver that message, you know, that can be tough, especially when you've never had conversations in your family structure that would even make sense to have to say these things. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm like, for the most part in my family, we have the ability to like talk to each other, right? But sometimes, you know, it can be tough. And sometimes it can be a thing where no matter what you say to a particular person, they're just going to do what they're going to do. But at the same time, it's you still standing up for yourself in that situation, which is so important. I am loving this book. I definitely encourage you guys to, if you, when you get a chance to actually take a listen or read this book, go purchase it and read it. It has been so helpful for me in terms of, you know, really... Taking a look at 
my relationship in my family, like where I fall in terms of the family structure and my contributions where I'm lacking, you know, what, where I can step it up. Like it really has allowed me to see that. And then also acknowledge my, how, how, um, how, how do I say this? How intense my codependency has been over the years, right? Unlearning that, that mentality of being codependent. First of all, even acknowledging that I was codependent. Let's start there. I mean, of course, I, I've read Melody Beatty's book, Codependent No More. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's amazing. It was one of those books where it was just like, excuse me? This is not normal, what I'm doing? <laughs> like, this isn't a badge of honor that I'm carrying around? Oh, shit. Like, um... Thank you, Melody. Uh, get my life together. But um, this book obviously talks more about, you know, it, it it sheds light on codependency, right? And how we can, you know, really enable certain people in our lives um, to continue on with certain behaviors, to think or we could be thinking that we're helping this person when in actuality we are doing a major disservice for them um but it's all through you know these codependent characteristics that we have we're not realizing because it's been so ingrained especially in women you've been so ingrained in this culture of i've got to help you know, by any means necessary, even though half the time you're pissed off about all this freaking help. It's like, why the fuck am I the one? Like, why do I, because I keep putting myself in this situation and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And you know, what was me? I'm the martyr, you know, there's that bit of it all. But yes, I am like loving this book. Once again, it's called drama-free, let me get to the actual, it's drama-free, a guide to managing unhealthy family relationships. I cannot stress to you enough how important, especially if you are dealing with, you know, family dynamics that aren't so great and you just don't know where to turn. I think this is a good, you know, stepping stone in terms of really trying to get an idea of what could be going on in your family, what could be going on with you, and how you can help not only yourself, but your family as well, um, start building a better foundation and creating boundaries in a way that's not only helpful, like I said, for you, but also helpful for them. Because I grew up in, in, in a household where boundaries weren't even something that we even, it wasn't even talked about because no one knew that that was something that should be you know implemented right it's just like like i said earlier by any means necessary you know we will do whatever we have to do for that's my family and i will do this and i will do that and blah 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 meanwhile you were depleting yourself on so many levels social emotional like the whole kit and caboodle right and not realizing that this person or whatever situation sometimes has nothing to do with you. More times than not, it doesn't. And you're just inserting yourself in places and spaces that really aren't meant for you. Um, and so it's just, it's so interesting 
now being in this place in my life and understanding that there are people, and this is this is hard. This is hard for me, and I, and I'm pretty sure other people that are listening to this, it could be hard for you too, or it might not be. You might have gotten yourself to a point where it's like, listen, I've I've dealt with the family drama, and I have washed my hands clean of it. Who knows where you are on this journey? But for me, it has been hard to wrap my head around the fact that there are certain family members that I don't get along with, that I really don't gel with, that I need to actually um, end relationships with, that I have to limit my time and energy with because of who they are and what they are and how they present, it could be too much for me. It's it's their energy suckers, right? And it's hard to say that. It's hard to come to that realization because you do love these people and you want the best for them, but at the same time, you have to take care of yourself. And so really understanding that even though we are related by blood, and I have love for you, I don't have to kill myself and bend beyond over backwards in order for me to feel fulfilled as your family member. Um, Because just because that is our relationship, we are related by way of blood, it doesn't mean that I have to, you know, go the extra mile because blood is thicker than water or, you know, not say how I feel because you're being, you know, demeaning to me or you're presenting with toxic traits. I'm supposed to just suck it up. No, you don't have to do that. Uh, Regardless if it's your mother, if it's your sister, your brother, whoever, your father, you deserve happiness. You deserve to live a life where you can be yourself and not have to feel like you have to be small or dumb yourself down or not say how you feel because you're afraid of how this person is going to react, if this person is going to blow up at you and you know lose their shit because you're actually sharing with them, hey, this is, this is not working how you're treating me, right? You have the right to make those decisions. And listen, I'm 45 and I'm just now coming into this idea of, oh, I can create spaces and places for me that work for me. And if if I don't feel like this person is, you know, someone worthy of my space, regardless of them being my blood relative, I can still find ways to either limit my time with them or in that relationship. Like, that's a thing? What? And my thing is, too, even ending those relationships or limiting that time doesn't mean you have to have an attitude when you're around that person. doesn't mean you have to be mean and cruel because that's not serving anybody either. Let's be serious. You having this attitude and, you know, whatever... That's just more negative energy and toxicity you're creating for yourself, really, in the end, you know? But it's still something to think about if you are in that space where you are, you've done everything you could do. 
with that particular family member in terms of trying to maintain a good relationship with them and everything. And that, you know, whatever thing that that's really, you know, not working for you within that relationship, if if you have to cut it off because it's it keeps presenting itself, it's finding ways to do that and then also being okay with whatever naysayers say and finding ways to manage that guilt because she even talks about that, the survivor's guilt, right? <clears throat> Surviving, ending that relationship and then also knowing that you might be leaving certain siblings behind. Maybe some siblings are minors and say it's a, a parent, right? That you're having to end that relationship with. How to deal with that? How just to deal with guilt in general um, when you are in these situations. And like I said, chapter nine was amazing for me. I, I, I'm looking forward to reading to the rest of the book. It has been so far, the first nine chapters in have been amazing. And I, I will follow up with you guys about, you know, what I find out in the rest of this book. Um, because it has been great so far. So I have, like I said, I've thoroughly enjoyed reading this book or rather listening to this book and just taking in um, the the tools that she's offering and the lessons, like really um, taking all the information in. It has been amazing so far. And another cool thing is what she does at the end of each chapter, she gives you basically like homework, right? She'll have you you know, write some stuff down. Like if you have a journal, you can journal the different questions that she, um, she'll give you like a few prompts and you can journal based off of what she's posing in terms of the questions there. And, um, it's been a great, um, listen. And I, you know, like I said, I hope you guys get the chance to either listen to the audible book or buy the book. Once again, Drama Free, A Guide to Managing Unhealthy Family Relationships by Nidra Glover Tawab. Y'all, get into it. Like I said, especially if you are dealing with a lot of unhealthy relationships within your family structure, I think it would be something great to at least get yourself in a place of trying to understand what you need to do to move forward. Yeah. Y'all, I'm home. Thank the Lord. And I am actually going into a somatic meditation. If you listen to any of the podcast episodes with Michelle Lau, she's been on the podcast twice. Uh, She is an emotional eating coach. I am working with her now and I'm really excited about it. I will share with you all at some point what these somatic meditations have been like for me. Uh, The first one, I'll just say... It rocked my world, and um, in a good way. Um, it's really opening me up in a way that I could have never imagined. So I'm excited about it. I'll talk more about it with y'all later. Um, and I need to run in the house because I have to actually meet her here soon. But I hope y'all are well. Take care of yourselves, and you know, just keep on keeping on. I love y'all. I'll talk to you later. for tuning in to this week's car confessions on the e podcast 
please rate and review the show. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And share this particular episode with someone you love. I love y'all. And keep on keeping on. I love you. I'll talk to y'all later.